afternoon. It's good to be here. Good to see everybody. I'll get this thing turned on here. I can find it. Maybe. There we go. Should be hot. Um, so for those that don't know or just want more information, um, you know, through COVID, we were we ended up being home for about six months. Um, and like I say, God was God was good to us. Um, you know, for a missionary, that's our not not really a good thing to be home for six months. Um, but uh, God was good to us, provided for us through different churches needing work done and calling us and asking us to come and and uh, different things. So uh, provided for us that way, gave us uh, contacts uh, that maybe we wouldn't have had without COVID. Um, so we're thankful for that. Um, God blessed us through your prayers and prayers of other churches, uh, with another vehicle for our family. Uh, so we're praising God for that. We can all ride in one vehicle together again. Uh, cause for a while, right after the baby was born, we couldn't, we had to drive two vehicles to church. Um, but, uh, God provided that. Um, and, uh, now we are praying for a bigger tool trailer. You see the one I've got out there, you open the door either door you can't walk in you have to move stuff to get in and and to get to things or just start standing on tools which is typically not good for the tools so uh we are praying uh in that way uh, we've already got a uh a friend of ours has already donated some money towards that so if you would just pray for the finances to come in there um but god's been so good to us and we thank you for your support um through the finances and everything, but, but more importantly through prayer. And uh, I appreciate your pastor reaching out to us uh, a number of times, just asking, how can the church pray? We're going to give an update. How can the church pray for you guys? And we really appreciate that. That doesn't happen very often. Even through our other supporters, you know, I, I'd say Pastor Stover's probably reached out to us more than any of our other supporting churches. So uh, very thankful for, uh, for your church and for your pastor. Um, we have been able to do, like I said, several different projects. God's uh, just allowed us uh, to do that, um, make some more friends along the way, and in fact, pick up support uh, while people have been not coming to church. They've been watching online, but they've been given online. Um, so missions budgets have continued to increase in several churches that we know of, and, and we've been picked up through several, I think three or four churches picked us up uh, while everything was shut down. So... Um, that's a, a huge blessing for us. We're at 65% right now, and uh, I'm just thankful for that. We're, we're praying to be done this year, um, but uh, things are still changing. Um, it's still hard to schedule meetings. We had a uh, meeting scheduled in, in Colorado that uh, just got canceled this week. Um, so, okay, we're not supposed to be in Colorado, um, but uh, we're just praying that God would show us where we are supposed to be. So if you would pray with us in that regard as well, just trying to get meetings so that we can finish up our deputation so that we can spend our time full time doing projects like what we're doing here and and even bigger projects it's just it's a great need and it's the desire of our heart to do that and we know deputations are ministry right now but we want to get to the ministry that god has called us to long term uh so we're just trying to get to that um i think that about covers oh and i want to thank everybody for the meals this week um it's been a blessing to not have to worry about it, uh, to know that, hey, somebody's bringing us dinner tonight. All right, yes, we don't have to cook. That's that's a big blessing. Uh, um, so we just thank you for 
all the meals that have been provided for us. Um, if you would take your Bibles uh, this afternoon, I really had to practice saying this afternoon. I'm not used to that. Um, but uh, um, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 is where we're going to be. And I don't want to take too much time. Um, but uh, this is a... I've taken verses from here and, and taught them to little kids. Um, but uh, we, can, we can get a lot from this. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12... Uh, we'll pick up in verse number 12. Um, it says, uh, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, uh, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we love you. Thank you for um, today. Thank you for the services this morning, uh, for the lunch provided uh, this afternoon, and again, for the opportunity to, to come and, and preach your word here uh, this afternoon, God. I just, uh, again, pray that you would um, deliver the words that you would have through me here this afternoon, and uh, just help me to be an encouragement to the church. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, it's kind of a simple thing. We're going to look at some more scripture here, but... Um, Paul is comparing, you know, the body of Christ, the, the church, to our physical body. Uh, you know, we're not, um, for the body has many members, um, you know, our body is not just one thing, right? I mean, we, yes, we're one body, but we have many members. We have fingers and toes and arms and legs and things like that. Well, the church has many members, right? Your pastor is a member of the church. Brother Tyler is a member of the church. Brother Jason's a member of the church. You know, it just there, there's a lot that goes into the body. Um, the illustration I, I like to use with kids is: imagine, um, let's see, in, in verse 14 it says, "For the body is not one member, but many." And we'll go through here. Uh, verse 15 it says, "If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand." I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? Think about that. If the whole body was an eye, if I was a six foot four eyeball, right, and look kind of funny, okay, this is the illustration I like to make with kids. You know, your eye, it's kind of got that, I don't know what you call the fluid on your eye, around your eye, but if I was just an eye and I had to roll around to get places, It'd be a nasty looking thing because as clean as the floors are, they're not perfect, right? There's, there's going to be some dust. I'm going to pick it up along the way. You, you see the kids get those, um, I don't know what they call them, the, those like stretchy, slappy stick things, right? As soon as it touches the carpet, it needs washed. Soap and water washes them, blah, blah, blah. But um, you're going to pick stuff up. But if I was just a giant eyeball, the church was just one thing, one, one person, you know, it just, it wouldn't function right. Um, as we go through um, and look at this, it, just because we're not the pastor doesn't mean we're not part of the church. Your pastor is a big part of the church, sure, but so are you. Without the pastor, you know, the, the sheep have no shepherd, I understand that, but um, there's other things that need to be done. 
without a piano player, the, the song service doesn't sound as nice, right? Without a song leader, we're kind of all over the place sometimes. And even with a song leader, I'm all over the place sometimes, okay? I don't do special music for a reason. I like to be a blessing and not a curse, okay? Um, but, uh, you know, there's just, there's different things that we should all do and that we could all be. Um, but uh, as we uh, go on, um, you know, where it says, uh, if the ear shall say, I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Yes, the ear is still part of the body, whether it's the eye or not. It's the ear. Without the ear, you can't hear things. Okay, so um, I'm just going to go back and, and uh, share some stuff about myself. You know, growing up uh, with the construction background that I have, it was not uncommon to go to church work days and do a lot of things, whether it was painting or pressure washing or adding onto the platform for a Christmas program or whatever it would be. That was how I was involved that day. Everybody didn't have that ability and didn't have that talent, if you will, to be able to do that. And that was fine. I didn't expect the whole church to show up to build that platform. But a few of us could go in and do it. That's how we were used that day. Um, or or that, that weekend or whatever it was. But that's how, that's how we were used. And we couldn't use that all the time, right? I, I, we're not always building onto the church. We're not always remodeling something. But when it comes time, that's my time, okay? Um, I tell you that to tell you, it doesn't matter uh, if you think about the talents, the things that you have. Maybe God doesn't have you using those talents in, in the church every week. I know we need a piano player every week, right? We need a preacher every week. But God doesn't need an electrician in the church necessarily on every, every Sunday. But when it comes time that's your time to plug in and do what you're supposed to do and, and, and uh, to work with the church and to, and to help the church out. Um, you know, so as I was growing up, I was real involved in, in the, the church work days and things like that. And then I moved up to Indiana back in 2010 and our church, they would do church work days during the week. I worked a full-time job, so I was rarely at a church work day. So I was like, man, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, Everything that I would like to help with and plug in with gets done on like a Thursday while I'm out drilling wells or while I'm out, you know, servicing wells or whatever it was. But um, I finally said something to the pastor and I said, can you do this stuff on Saturdays? Like, I want to be a part of this, but I can't because I have a family to feed and support and things like that. And... He didn't always move them to that, but he'd say he'd save some big projects. He'd say, hey, we need to cut out the concrete in this driveway and replace it. Can you do it on a Saturday? Hey, I can do that on Saturday. Um, you know, so it took a while for me to be able to find my spot in the new church. And, and sometimes it takes a while um, to find a, find a spot in a church that you've been in for a while. But, um, you know, God lays stuff on your heart and it, and it goes from there. But um, as we uh, go on... Um, uh, picking up in verse 18, it says, uh, but now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him. Uh, and if they were, and if they were all one member, where were the body? Okay. So it says, God hath uh, set us, uh, set every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him. You're here for a reason. You're part of this church for a reason. God led you to this church for a reason 
I can't tell you what that reason is, but God has uh, brought you that brought you this way for for a reason to plug in to be a part. Now I can tell you something everybody should be doing, and I've touched on this. I touched on it this morning during Sunday school. I touched on it Wednesday night. Every one of us is called to be a witness for Christ. Every single one of us. And Pastor, as he was talking this morning, talking about the pathway right here. This is right. God's word is telling us what to do and, and should be directing our lives and the sole authority in our lives. A lot of that talks about being that witness. So we need to be being that witness. And, and I touched on it in Sunday school. I thought it was kind of uh, neat the way pastor touched on it. We can't go out and politically change the world by talking about politics. We just can't. But by being a witness and, and seeing people saved and then in turn, I, I, I said, I don't, I didn't have, I still don't have a better illustration, but this morning I talked about almost like a pyramid scheme, but it's not a scheme. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, if you go out and you reach 10 people, let's say, and you were able to lead 10 people to Christ and those 10 people can in turn go out and lead 10 more people to Christ. All these, all these people that keep getting saved and it goes on and on and on. You can do a lot of good. And then if those people, again, not trying to be political, but if those people would just vote biblical, cast biblical ballots, biblical ballots, then we don't get into this persecution that we looked at this morning in Acts chapter 5. But um, you can't do it all politically, but as he was saying, you can go out and, and, and witness and be that witness and we can change the world through Christ that way. Um, but uh, as we keep going, um, verse 21 says, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, um, nor again uh, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. With our ministry, if I didn't have, let's just, these knuckles, these, uh, the dexterity that we have in our hands that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people take for granted, right? It's really hard to swing a hammer if I can't grip the hammer. You know, for our ministry, my knuckles are important. You know, we need to be able to swing that hammer. We need to be able to do things. Um, as we get on into uh, verse 22, it says, Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Again, that's the thing that we kind of take for granted. I don't think, I don't think about my knuckles. You know, we think about our body, our physical body, we need lungs to breathe, we need a heart to pump our blood, we need the brain to think. But how often do we think of our knuckles? Right? It's hard to, it's hard to write. You know, how, how do you write? I mean, I guess if you had one knuckle, you might be able to figure it out. I've seen people overcome a lot of adversity in uh, videos. I, I know as a kid, um, somebody that didn't have, I think he was missing arms, but was able to write with his feet and write clearly and legibly, like I can barely do it with my hand, how's that guy do it with his feet? But it's talking about being, uh, which seem to be less people are necessary. You know, as we, as we look to the church, I, I don't know, I, don't, I can't say who is feeble. I don't, I, I don't know that I would say anybody in here is feeble, right? But those that think oh, I'm not the pastor, I can't really do anything, or I'm not the Sunday school teacher, or, I don't teach the kids class, or you know, I'm just here to, to take it in, and, and I'm, not, I'm not a good talker, so I don't really uh, do a lot of witnessing. 
you know, even though you're not one of those things I talked about, the piano player, the pastor, the, uh, a teacher, or whatever, you're still necessary. You still have a purpose. You know, we, I've got a, a lady uh, that I grew up, uh, she, grew, or she was in our church, I grew up with uh, her kids, but she is the biggest prayer warrior I've ever met in my life. And I know that if, if anything's, if we need prayer about anything, like there's something really bad that happens, I know we can call Miss Pam and she will stop at her, she, she'll be at work, she will stop working and start praying. Anybody in here can pray. You know, um, I use the illustration sometimes of different things, but... Um, like if, if you guys are doing a big soul winning effort and you're going to go out and knocking on some doors, I understand maybe it's a little bit harder for some people to get out and, and, and walk around and, and do things like that, but you can still take time when they're out and pray for them. Pray for doors to be open. Pray for people to come to the door and answer and be receptive to what's going on. You can still be involved in the soul winning efforts even though you're not physically knocking on the doors. So we're all, we're all necessary. Um... You know, back in uh, Exodus uh, chapter 35, uh, Moses, during the, the building of the tabernacle, Mo Moses is asking anybody with a skill, not necessarily anybody that can preach, but he's asking people with a skill. I know there's, uh, there's uh, verses in there about um, sewing up the, the curtains, drapes. You know, that's a skill that I don't have. I mean, I can nail something over the drywall to put up, you know, cover up the sun coming in, I guess, if you wanted me to, but I'm, I'm not going to make curtains like that. I can't. It's just not my thing. My mother-in-law, that's, I mean, she loves that. She's like, oh, I get to sew something. Here you go. Like, uh, she's got, she's got a room in her house dedicated to it. She's got tables and this and machines, and it's not just one sewing machine. She's got like four machines in this room. She's got like, I mean, just that's what she does. That's not what I do because I'm not able to do that. That's not a skill of mine. But, uh, you know, I tell you that because, again, there's something that we can all do. There's something for everybody to do. It's just a matter of trusting God to let you do it. You know, if God has called you to do something, you think, oh, I can't do that. If God's called you to do it, he can bless you with the ability to do it. He will bless you with the, the knowledge to do it. And you're nervous at first. And, and I know for, for us, for our ministry, I was, the first time I was asked to preach, and I might, I might have shared this story last time we were here, but the first time I was asked to preach, I was so nervous. So nervous. He gave me about three days notice too. I think he called me on a Thursday and asked me to preach on Sunday after telling me I wasn't going to need to preach. So I wasn't ready. I had nothing prepared. And... He didn't have this nice lapel, right? He had one of those, I call them TV mics that goes over the ear and you can feel the wire on your face the whole time. And uh, it just made me uncomfortable. And he brought that to me. He's like, here, brother, you're going to need this. I said, mm-mm, I'm not going to need it. I said, I'm going to white knuckle grip the pulpit and I'm just going to sit there and hold on tight, okay? Because this is right I'm not ready for. Um, but uh, I put it on anyway and I... I was right, and I sat here and gripped onto the pulpit the entire time. Um, but God blessed. I didn't think I was ready for it. 
but I, I knew it was part of it. I just didn't think it would be a part of it that day. I thought I'd have a little more time to prepare. But, uh, you know, God was able to use me in that service. And he blessed me for it because I, I didn't tell him no. I could have told him, no, I'm not ready. But I didn't. Uh, I, I said, well, if this is what you want, God's going to have to do it. So I let God do it. And then they took us on for support. Uh, so it was it was a blessing to us right right away. I mean, he took us on before I was able to leave the platform. Um, but uh, you know, we're all just people, right? So I, I I like to tell people that we were just regular church folks, like many of you, just sitting in our pew doing our thing. We had gotten involved in Awanas. We were involved in our uh, our Saturday soul winning. Um, time and we'd go out and we'd knock on doors or we'd go and make visits to uh folks that had uh come by the, come to the church for the first time or whatever that was but we would just do whatever was asked of us on saturday mornings uh wednesday nights we were involved in the awanas and that's how we were involved in our in our local church and that's what god asked us to do and then he asked us to go and be missionaries just because we're missionaries we're nothing special we're just people. We're just people from our local church going out and doing what God's asked us to do. You know, we're not better than anybody in this room. We're not better than, I mean, we're, we're all people. We're all just sinners, right? But it doesn't, just because I'm a missionary doesn't make me better than somebody else. I'm just doing what God's asked us to do. So I just want you to think about what what it is that you can do and i want to look at just a couple more verses here um verse 23 and those members of the body uh, which we which we think to be less honorable upon these uh, we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts um, have more abundant comeliness for our comely parts have no need but god god hath tempered the body together having given more abundant honor uh, to the part with, to that part which lacked you know, this is this is going back. I got ahead of myself a little bit, but I mean, the pastor is your pastor, and you should have respect for your pastor. But he's he, he he's just a man. He's a man that God called to be your pastor, but he's just a man, right? I don't know if pastor agrees with me or not, but uh, that, that's what I, but, uh, you know, and that's what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm just a man doing what God's asked me to do. No different than anybody else in here. If you're doing what God's asked you to do. And that's all it is. That's all, that's all we can do. That's all we should be doing is just striving to be what God's asked us to be. If that's, I mean, the Smiths, they, they've got to commute. That's a, I wouldn't say it's a long drive, but it's a good drive to get down here. But I'm sure your pastor's thankful that they're still coming here. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, that that's part of what they're doing. That's part of what God's asked them to do. God, God wants them here. So they're just doing their part. So I'm going to close with this question. What part of the body are you? What is your job in this body? Like we know our heart's job is to pump the blood. I talk, talked about that. We know 
that our lungs are there to help us breathe. But looking at the body of Christ, and, and we know your pastor, his, his job, his, his, how he plugs into this body, is to be your pastor. Brother Jason's your song leader. What part of the body are you? Are you, are you the part that's active and doing what needs to be done? Or are you kind of just sitting still, like a tail on a human, right? Like it just doesn't, nobody should be that tail. We don't have tails, right? But uh, we need to come in and, and be a part of that body. We need to plug in and be a more active part of the body, maybe. And I would just encourage you in that way. Um, I thank you so much for the opportunity, again, for... Um, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever been asked to preach at the same church three times in one week. So that's kind of cool. Like, that, that's never happened before, so I'm thankful for that opportunity. Um, but I just thank the church, again, for everything you guys do for us. Because without churches like this, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And it's just a huge blessing to be a part of it and to know that there's folks out there praying for us. And we're just extremely thankful. Pastor.